0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddock blues, or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Paddock Blues podcast. I'm joined today with Paul and a special guest, Alan Brody. So Alan Brody is a part of the Baltimore Toffees and he was also involved back in the summer of last year uh, arranging um, some amazing things when the toffees were out uh, out in the States. Um, So welcome Alan. It is wonderful to have you. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I always appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk Everton as difficult as that is these days but uh pleasure to be here
1: yeah it's not been the best time for Everton I think we can all agree on that um but some you know very exciting news um you're actually recently over in Liverpool and um I would love for you to sort of just talk us through um you know why this trip happened um what it took to sort of plan this out um and just yeah
0: Ultimately, did you enjoy it? First can of all, I, I guess. You, can I ask you a question first before you start that? Well, Thanks, Paul. Sir? Yeah, no, it's okay. I'm just, just <laughs> <come to laughs> yeah. Then why, why do you support why Everton? Basically,
2: you know, people ask me this question all the time, and I wish I had this great answer. You know, you ask a lot of Americans, and they'll say, you know, Tim Howard, they'll say Landon Donovan, yeah. they'll, they'll, you know, and and I guess there's part of that there, but I actually started following before um, before the World Cup, sort of took you know the 2014 world cup which is where tim howard really kind of took off and captured the the hearts and minds of americans and people started paying attention but uh, a couple years prior to that um i just it was right around the time when when i think the premier league started being uh, broadcast over here and i was looking for looking for a club to follow I, i don't have this great story it was just this um unique connection that i started watching. And and at the time it was, you had like Lukaku and Kevin Morales and Leighton Baines and, um, you know, even, even Seamus back then. Yeah, exactly. We weren't focused on, on relegation. And it was just, there was just something about that, those group of players that appealed to me. It was, it was run and gun, which of course led to you know Roberto Martinez's downfall, of course. But but it was a very exciting brand. There wasn't anything that I have no connections to Liverpool. I have no connection to the club. So I was basically like, you know, a free agent. I could have picked any team. I could have picked Hull or Fulham or Guess you know, I could good. have picked one of the big six. Well, I right. I, <laughs> I but I could have is my point. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I couldn't <laughs> pick anyone and yet. For whatever reason, the fates led you know the fates led me to Everton, and I have not wavered in you know ten years despite some tough times. Yeah, fate is a cruel bastard. It <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm a Philadelphia sports fan, so until recently, I I've known my share of loss and heartache. So, um, you know, people say that Philadelphia and and this part of the and the part of the country I live in, Baltimore uh bare resemblance to fill it up to um to to Liverpool and and when I was over there I definitely felt that that connection. So it it reinforced some of the similarities that I have over here with the part of the country over there.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. It's glad to it's, so are, glad uh, you know, it's good to have you on board anyway. That's that's a, the more the merrier oh, and, and once it's... you're Misery sorry what well,
2: I was gonna say once and once you know the the rule that I was told is that once you pick a team, you can't change it. No. So I'm Correct. I'm I'm on forever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, once Everton touches you, that's what we say. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Random side note. So, do you support the Flyers? Then, like NHL? Uh,
2: I, I honestly, I, I guess so, but I haven't followed them for a long time. I it, exactly. I haven't followed hockey. Used to be when I, it was much harder to follow when you don't live you know, nearby, so... Gotcha. You know, not as much as I used to. Oh,
1: okay. I just, I just got hockey on the brain. I'm obviously a
2: yeah. Leafs
1: fan. I didn't think that enough trauma from Everton was enough, so I was like, let's just support the Maple Leafs <laughs> as well. <laughs> so I just got hockey on the brain. So I just kind of popped my head of that out. Yep. um So, yeah, sort of back to football. Yes. Um, back to your trip as well. So, yeah. How long has trip in the making for? Like, how long have you guys been planning it for?
2: So, uh, let me... Uh, talk about the North American Toffees. Um, yeah. It was every year, the North American Toffees, which is led by the great Tony Sampson, who's out of Chicago, a a, um, a Liverpool native. I believe he's a Liverpool native. Um, the guy, I don't think he sleeps. Um, he was a huge help for us in putting together the trip to Baltimore um, and working with the club and all that. Um, he and uh, Karoche, who's a member of the San Diego Toffees, and has deep connections with the club, basically put out feelers. I want to say it was in the fall. Um, and they've done this every year. I think different cast of characters every year. Um, so they kind of know the ins and outs of it. Um, they had long planned for the trip to be around the Spurs game the weekend, the first weekend in April and started putting out feelers. So this was like months in the making. and I know they had a whole bunch of people, Signed up. And then the Premier League decided to step in and move the game from Saturday afternoon to Monday night. And so I know in that that was like six weeks before the game. All of a sudden they had a bunch of people had to either change their travel plans or a bunch of people dropped out. And, you know, they had to sort of scramble to figure out all these plans. It actually worked out pretty well for me. I I was planning to go over with another friend of mine. Um, we were talking about going this spring, um, which it's coincided with our, our family's, uh, spring breaks Our both our wives are teachers, both of us have kids in school. It all works out perfectly. And we were talking about going over there for months. Cause we're like, I want to get there before Goodison park yeah. closes yeah, and I, you know, whether or not this is our last year in the premier league under in Goodison, I sure hope not, but yeah. I knew, I, I knew that there's always that possibility, um he's actually my my friend is actually a leeds fan he uh he studied over there back in college and so yeah i know it was really hard for us because we we both said like okay we're gonna go to each other's parks and we are quietly going to root against each other but but for the sake <laughs> of our friendship and for the sake of not wanting to get you know beat up by a bunch of people we will you know we'll, we'll go along with it <laughs> um So, (laughs) I mean, he he studied over there twenty years ago, and so for us, it was an opportunity. We're childhood friends. It was an opportunity to get away from our families and get over there for a week and see the sites. And it was, um, in a nutshell, was everything we thought it would be. Anyways, I'm getting away from it. So, it this has been in the works for months. We actually were planning to go over independent of the North American toffee trip, and the timing worked out. Um, and so we um. Uh, the the north american toffees had a whole slew of events planned um it there was an introductory uh meeting and dinner at uh the winslow tour of goodison check out prince rupert's tower um there was a tour of the royal uh, the royal liver building there was a tour of gosh there was a tour set up with um uh, Keith uh, Mullen of the Farm to like music tour. the yep the music tour. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting things as well, but and there was just in between all that there was a lot of there was a lot of pints. Yeah. There was a lot of camaraderie, <laughs> a lot of camaraderie, and it was you know I think I think and there were people from I met people from San Francisco, from New York, New Jersey, from Atlanta, from Chicago, from uh, I think there was a fellow from Minnesota. I mean, they were all over there was a total of 73 people who were there as part of the trip. And I think there were some others who just kind of glommed on, um, who happened to be over there. So it was, it, it was, it was a pretty thorough, uh, thorough effort. I know there was also a dinner one of the nights where they, where there were some club ambassadors. I didn't come over until, um, the, uh, day of the game. So I missed out on a lot of the other, um, activities but made up for it um you know on game day and and the following day as well so
1: yeah yeah that's honestly that's amazing I feel like you did have probably quite a lot of stuff packed into like the you know the time that you were here but what would you say was sort of the highlight of the trip for you like what was the most you know thing that you were looking forward to or maybe it was something that you weren't looking forward to exactly but end up being the best thing about it so what would you say was the sort of best part of the trip
2: I think it was that moment when I stepped out of the Uber on Spello Road and got out of the got out of the car and look up and just seeing Goodison in the background with oh, the Everton crest. And it's it was there's a surreal feeling that I think, you know, every Everton fan, regardless of whether you're, you know, whether you're native Merseysider or whether you, you know, have been to one game or 50 games that you just kind of get when you see the park rise out of I think that that's the other thing that's that that Melinda you would know being from North America just the difference in how the stadiums are kind of set up here you know there's like massive parking spaces and you're typically in like industrial or commercial areas and the fact that there's the stadium sort of like rising over residential areas it's it's a sight to behold and one that I won't soon forget uh I mean I could I could that 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 was probably just like this surreal moment like I'm actually here I'm actually you know and and to be frank as great I think and as much as we're looking forward to Bramley Moordock – um Hopefully in the Premier League, I feel like I have to qualify that every time I say it. Um, <laughs> there's just something about, you know, and I saw that from afar, but it it just didn't doesn't feel like it'll have the same vibe. No. So, um, uh-huh. you know, I, I hope they'll be able to continue some of those traditions. But, um, boy, uh, that was that was a moment that I will cherish forever.
0: Yeah, for someone like myself, I only live like ten minutes down the road from Goodison Park. I've been to you know loads of games and it still gets me like that to be honest with you. I don't think that the magic of it will ever go away. No matter how bad we are as well, it's still, it's still right. My, it's still my favorite place in the world to to go. Like so, I definitely same. Right. Yeah.
1: It's a very special and, place, Goodison Park. And,
2: and, and I would say just even like like there are just so many unique things about it. The from the entry from the 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 entry gates and how the stadium is or how the pitch is. Kind of set up to how small it feels for forty thousand seats seating, and we were all the way up, you know, on the on the in the main stand, all the way up, maybe like ten rows from the top, and yet you felt like you were right on top of the action. Yeah. Um, and comparing that to later in the week, I was at um, I was fortunate enough to be able to get to Wembley for the women's finalissima, and then to Ellen Road um, uh, for a Leeds game. I, I mean, yes, I'm biased but um th- nonetheless it felt like you were just right on top of the action i could see everything crystal clear um and it was yeah it's it's something else
0: was it what you expected or was it more
2: more i mean the i think i think the fact that it was a monday night game also yeah. played into it not just the the rowdiness the fact that it was spurs you know and a game in you know forgetting the past two weeks and how was, we're sort of slumping you know, there was still sort of a, a, a good ties feeling around dice, and, and and you know, maybe there still is. I don't I don't know if that's so after the last couple couple of losses, but like the Monday night games, people told me that that it's it's different than you know a Saturday afternoon game. There's just something in the air. Maybe it's the maybe it's the extra points that people have had time to to uh to consume. Um but just seeing a night game and um was the energy in the crowd. Um yeah, I I I am struggling to put it into words. Yeah. Just how emotional it was. Um you know, um it there was something magical in the air, um, which, you know, obviously the, the night um capped in a very relieving fashion at the end of the game. But even before that, there was just something about being there every time that there's you know, an attack down the field every time there was a, you know, even I think it's something that only football fans can appreciate. Um, Just the simple nature of of winning a corner can bring to their (laughs) feet, right? Like, I'm trying to think of the comparison here, what that is, like, it's like, you know, I don't know, in baseball, like, uh, you know, a leadoff double, okay, you know, it's, it doesn't get you a run, like, it doesn't get you a goal, but it's, there's a certain um, excitement about what could come from it so
0: yeah it's a very tribal sport in this country it's um you know you're born at well someone like myself was born a blue it's just in you, you get what i mean and now you know you mm-hmm. know the feeling it's just in you it's, it's just it's very tribal that's the only way i can describe it so yeah.
2: yeah
1: well yeah so speaking about that game i mean what a goal from michael Keane! can you just like i mean. I wish I was there. I was sadly at work that I same as you, I, like the plan completely changed. I was supposed to go to the match, obviously on the weekend. And I was like, oh, I know, I literally went through the off duty and I work with a a woman who's, you know, she supports Manchester City. So she goes, all right, let's sit down. We'll go through the fixtures and I'll make sure you're off for the home games <laughs> kind of thing. So we do all this work and they moved the bloody match. So I wasn't oh. able to go, but just tell us what that felt like to be like, When Goodison is rocking and it's bouncing and and we get a goal, it's the best place in the world to be. So just tell us what, what did that feel like for you?
2: Just, just total limbs. I mean, you, (laughs) I mean, like absolute madness. Um, Love it,
1: lad. Love it. Trying
2: to compare that to something that I've seen in, you know, dozens of baseball games, football games, whatever here. There's it's it's hard to find a a good comparison yeah. because there there just isn't not just the nature of it and and that helped I mean that's the thing like if it was a I don't know if it was a goal in the six, 60 second minute and it was off you know and it but just everything that led up to it the fact that you know the red card to Decoray and then the red card to to Lucas Mora everyone then kind of like had this hey maybe we can pull something out of it and you know it, and and the fact that of all the people. Michael freaking Keen. <laughs> I mean, like no one saw that coming. It was the shock of it, the timing of it, the fact that it was just, you know, almost at the death. Um, I I can't even, you know, I don't think I've ever cheered harder or louder or screamed. It was a roar, wasn't it? Oh, just. I was in it, the stadium you
0: know. at the time. I said, I think I broke my hip here. I said, I just, yeah. Something happened to me, but
2: it was, a, it was and, like a massive roar, wasn't it? And you're like hugging strangers and, you know, I mean, like, and, and this is just a game, right? I mean, I say just a game because it's, you know, it's not like at the end of the day, it's one of 38 games. It doesn't count any more any less than the first game or the last game, as opposed to like some sort of playoff game over atmosphere over here. But that's the thing that makes it special. Every game, every one of the 38 games is equally important, but a game on an, but a night game at Goodison against a big six team that in many ways you're not expected to win, especially after you have a guy, an important guy sent off and Michael Keane, of all people with the, with the equalizer. I mean, come on, you can't, you can't write that. As Melinda really called it a, a thunder bastard.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Massively like yeah. just an absolutely amazing goal. Um, but yeah. So you bring up a really good point there. Actually. I, I, I kind I agree with you on that. I've been to, you know, jays games raptors games i've been to a couple of well like hamilton you know um hamilton tiger cats games like like american football games um toronto argonauts like stuff like that so um it's just so true the it's just different the atmosphere is just i can't explain it there's just it's such a different vibe you know in terms of the way that football is it's almost like a religion to people here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so important. And it's just, as you said, you know, it is a game, but it's just, it's just lives for people. So I like, think part things like
2: of it, that. I, I think part of it, if I could just chime in there, I think part of it is, you know, over there, you have what is there's, there's, there's like about 40,000 or so seats at, at Goodison. Yeah. And with the exception of the 3,000 away on in the away end there, every single person there, every single person there are there are there's no away fans that are scalping tickets or getting seats in the main stand or in the park end or in the Gladys Street. I mean, it is every single living being. And I think it was from that game where there was a um, a video taken by the club of a of an older gentleman who may have been there with his family. Yeah. He ended up getting invited back to to Goodison to meet with some of. the... It went viral. You know, I mean that that encapsulates. Obviously, they were much closer to the pitch, but like that encapsulates the the generational, um, just just madness of the club, and so I think that that's also what adds to it. Is there there are no, you know, here if as a you know Philadelphia sportsman, I can get a seat at a you know at at either at a Washington Nationals game or whatever they call the football team nowadays down down there, and I might even be in the majority there, but there's nothing like being surrounded by 37,000 fellow fans and celebrating in a moment of rapture and glee.
1: Yeah, it's just so, so different. So sort of speaking about that sort of, you know, the UK vibe and then North America vibes as well, it's something that I find I struggle with a little bit here because I sound different, obviously. And when I sort of go, especially to away games, you know, unfortunately, I have received quite a bit of abuse, um, which is not very nice. So how do you feel sort of as, you know, you know, we're from North America, but how do you feel, you know, your opinions and your thoughts and the fact that you support Everton? How do you feel as though you're perceived within the Everton fan base? And do you feel like your opinions are valued or do you feel like as well, sometimes you do get a, a bit of shit because, if you do, you're not the only one.
2: <laughs> I mean, I I kind of understand it. I mean, I think that it depends. Obviously, on you know, there's a small there there is a, a group of folks who you know, for whatever reason, they feel like unless you're you know a scouser or unless you're you know somebody who's lived their whole lives or you know you have a family connection or whatever then your opinions aren't valid i i actually i i understand that and i understand that that's part of the family nature of the club but i would also counter that and say sort of what i told you earlier i had no connection to liverpool there was nothing that people you know my my friends over here asked me or my family asked me like why why did you pick everton right it's the same question you asked me at the beginning yeah especially if they especially if they know you know the hard times that we're going through right now they're like why wouldn't you pick a team that i don't know is somewhat successful and you don't have to worry about this and i've a
0: headache. yeah Yeah,
2: have have a heartache you (laughs) know and, and a heart attack every week um but I, I would just say you know the fact that that i could have picked anyone and that i have you know picked everton or everton picked me um yep. and you know stuck with it and i you know i may not have the historical background of knowing what it was like in 85 to win the um or 95 um wait yeah 95 yeah. <laughs> um don't want to make it don't want to make the, the slump longer than it is um you know I, I don't know what it's like to grow up there and to live and die with the club in that mindset but you can ask anyone here i basically everton has supplanted every other sports interest that i have that is the i will i will make my schedule around everton games i will take off of work i will go to the pub i will make sure that i have my phone fully charged so that i can watch the games um there's nothing that will stop me from, you know, if, if God forbid, if I have to like, you know, record a game and watch it later, which is impossibly hard. And and I apologize, you know, the, the folks over there, we have it so easy here where we can watch every single game live. And I don't, I for the life <laughs> of me, I cannot understand how that doesn't happen there. Like, I, I just, oh. It's such I, a
1: big thing I struggled with when I first came over because I- just did not realize because it's been. I mean, it's been a long time since I've obviously lived here. You know, I moved over to Canada when I was eight years old. So I just it blew my mind, and that's one thing I I still have a really hard time. I just think it's. I just think it's ridiculous. I think it's money so to
0: be made. That's all it is. He just, just want, ridiculous yeah, as money as possible. That's well, I, Yeah. Usually,
2: I mean, yeah. uh, you know, the NFL. But football, American football used to be that way where they would black out games if they didn't sell out. And eventually right. they realized there was there was more money to be had in allowing games to be shown. And you know, that was gosh, I mean, when I was a kid. So they stopped doing that. I mean, or they make they make exceptions to the rules, whatever it is. But you know, sooner or later, I, I have to imagine that. The, the clubs will realize that they're that they can't keep doing it, um, know. you know. But but who knows? I I I feel for you guys over there because the idea of not being able to watch a game live and having to follow on, you know, having to follow on Sky Sports, some other guy watching a game live and them telling you what's going on, just <laughs> yeah. madness. It's just like this. It's like um, Crystal Palace coming
0: up on Saturday. But I'm not going to, uh. the, to this game on Saturday, and I have no way of watching it, so I'll have to. Find a pub, finding, find a yeah. streaming it. So, yeah, right. Then, yeah they get,
1: right. then they get mad we want, but we can't it's illegal. We can't illegally stream something. then how are supposed to You know,
0: landlords of yeah. actually get the licenses taken from off them. So, that's crazy.
1: So we, we just and don't jail watch to You actually game? get
2: jail time for it, believe it or not.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's just so, ridiculous.
2: Yeah. I mean, so, so I, I realize I am lucky to be an American fan and, and yes, I understand that people will, you know, will question my, you know, question my, my knowledge of the game and, and that's fair game. It really is. I don't think you, you know, we don't own, we certainly over here, we don't, we certainly don't own the game. And, you know, I think, I think football fandom has come a long way here in America. Um, but we're not anywhere close to you I, know, I think like sorry. I think a lot of it's to do with fear from the local support.
0: I'm I'm somebody always said I want to embrace fans coming from overseas and stuff like that. If you want to be a big club like Man United Liverpool, right. you need to embrace everyone. That's how you get to the top, that's how you win Champions Leagues, that's how you get your yeah. name up there and stuff like that. I just think there's a there's a small section of Evertonians that want to keep Everton in Everton, but we'll never yeah. to a club like that. Like I've been to away games at West Ham with Melinda and have seen just because she she'll be shouting the same thing I'm shouting, but because she's shouting it in a accent, right? People are laughing at her. and it's right. it's wrong. It is it's really wrong. I've said this a few right. times. But I, well, just, I think and and, and, and
2: close minded to to stuff like that. I think that's what it is. And I think it is a small percentage of the fan base yeah. to be honest, because like yeah. what we saw when when the club came over here and there were you know hundreds if not thousands of blues who came over from from England or from australia or from you know around the world really they came here they couldn't have been more gracious they couldn't have been more happy to even if it was an exhibition and we played like shit in both games which i yeah. guess was a precursor of things to come um but you know there was such a, a a an embracing of the fact that that the club was was catching on here and and in many ways i've i've thought about this quite a bit that the club has done a shit job of, well, everything, but, but,
0: but specifically,
2: <laughs> specifically of, you know, being able to capture the American audience, you know, when they had, when we had Tim Howard and, and Landon Donovan and, you know, for a short time after that, I guess, even though he's, he's, um, I mean, he's on the U S team. We had Anthony Robinson and I, you know, God, would we not kill for a left back like, like oh, him yeah. right now? I it's mean, for bit, God's yeah. sakes. You know, but I mean, we don't you know, and i'm and I'm not saying that's the only way to get an American fan base. But given the success that the club saw with building here through its American players, you would have thought there might have been more of an effort to find that, you know, talent that could help build the club's name and build the club's identity here. And for whatever reason, um, valid or not, that hasn't happened, and I feel like that's been a missed opportunity. Um, it was the it was similar, I know,
0: different continent with when we had Hamas Rodriguez. I was thinking the same thing, yeah. Everton did not tap into that at all, right? Now, we right. would so he would, he's 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 a huge global superstar, and he James Rodriguez, right? Yeah. We just didn't capitalize on it yeah. whatsoever.
2: And even when we got Yeri, you know, when he was you know popular after you know he had the big world cup in 18. I mean, don't get me started on why he's not in the in the in the 11 right now, but but because I can't uh, I can't wrap my mind around that. But, um, you know, two massive South American superstars, you know, we saw like the the billboards and things over there. But it just, it you know, once Carlo left the club and Hamas followed and that was it. It was almost like, OK, well, all that investment, all that effort just nothing became of it why why can't we you know you see clubs like smaller clubs like brighton who are investing you know relentlessly in south american uh players and you know paying dividends because they're they're buying them for you know pennies on the dollar and then turning around and selling them for millions upon millions and anyways that's that's uh, we're getting pretty far afield here (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, i was just gonna just off piggybacking off off that i'll always Everton merchandise where where you are in, in your part of the world, is it easy to come by or is
2: it non-existent? Almost non-existent. Every 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 football, every soccer shop, every sporting goods store you go into, it's it's the clubs you would expect to be big. Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, um City. I mean, it's all super it's all big six, all superstars. You get the Harry Canes. Um, every once in a while you'll see some random, you know, um Tim Ream Fulham you know jersey Neomol- or something Neomolpe. something no nah, not seeing a lot of um, come on solomon you rondon's know.
1: gotta be out there come
2: <laughs> on <laughs> no no so uh everything i get unfortunately it, it has to be ordered which is probably why i spent way way too much money while i was over there um getting uh getting the good stuff that i can't get online or that i don't have to pay the uh the shipping costs for right, so
1: yeah um, but no, just previously before though he made, you know, some very good, very, very, ugh, very, very good points. Um, and I just, yeah, I think a lot of just looking through the timeline of Everton, just missed opportunities just comes to mind. And now mm-hmm. I think we are massively suffering and massively paying for it. It's the stubbornness of the board. It's the selfishness of the board. And, um, yeah, I mean, that could be a whole other conversation. But um, just sort of and, wanted and- to get, oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: No, I was going to say, and with people who are far more qualified to talk about that than I am.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we can all have our own opinions, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, sort of getting, you know, obviously we know clear as day there's massive issues like with the club as a whole. But, um, you know, focusing more on the pitch and sort of looking at the league, um, we have very limited games to go um, looking at our last performance at Fulham it was it was well, not sorry not at fulham it was at Goodison park against fulham um was just absolutely shocking i don't know if you got to watch the game um and uh well you have to watch that tragically i'm sorry if you did um did. but uh yeah sort of just give us uh sort of your thoughts on what you think what's your opinion really what you think needs to happen in these upcoming games do it's, it's a really, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, you know, us in um the, the group chat lousy, you know, got a, the lads I'm on the ch- podcast with have a group chat. I'm sorry. I'm pretty hungry. I haven't sure. eaten this evening and I think I'm going a bit hypoglycemic, um, but uh, we've been talking about this and I think we're all at a bit of a dead end. I think we're all a bit just frustrated with everything. And I mean, me being the positive one all the time on this podcast, I'm starting to just it started to chip away a little bit and I'm like, Oh my God, how much longer do I, can I hold on for? And how much more can I give? Right. But we will, as Everton supporters, of course, we'll back that team no matter what, but yeah, just give us your thoughts on sort of seeing that game at Tottenham. And I did think there was fight there, yeah. even down a man, you know, right. it gave us even more of a kick, I think in a way right. now going to that at Fulham, just disappointed. I-
2: yeah, I th- I, th- I think that's sort of is that these last two games, even though it's only been zero out of six points, I think they've they've hurt the emotional psyche so much of the fan base. I've seen it online. I've seen it amongst yep. my gr- um amongst my local supporters club here. Um, just how people I don't want to say people feel well. There's a certain percentage of people who feel resigned to the the club's fate that they're going to be relegated. And I don't know if that's just kind of like their way of dealing with the the potential you know the the potential relegation and just kind of bracing themselves for it um but um you know I, I i mean magically we are somehow not even in the relegation zone right now just by virtue of the goal differential and i look at the three teams below us and you know i think wow those are some shit clubs right i mean they i mean yeah. forest is forest is pretty shit and lester Leicester has talent, but right now they're playing like shit. And Southampton is basically oh. a one-man club, and they're shit. And somehow they beat us. But I'm not going to get to that. Um. But
1: even with um, <laughs> e- even Leeds, like thanks yes.
2: for thank, thank you little Thanks
1: little. for that goal difference. Literally, yeah. I will never say thank you to. He, they right. shall not be named but thank and, you and, that you can f off
2: <laughs> and I, I was at the game I was at the Leeds game against Palace where they Palace beat them 5-1 and that was like you know I, I was trying to be you know of a, a, a good friend to my buddy who was Leeds fan and oh, not yeah. wanting to, to get my ass kicked by the people who were who we were sitting around but I was like quietly cheering like yeah more 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 um <laughs> you know amazing uh, but um look I I mean these clubs below us are truly truly terrible. Now they're probably all their fans are probably looking at us and saying, "Man, we we're better than Everton. Have you seen them play? They're they're total shit. Did you see the lineup they have? Do you see their bench? I mean, it it truly is a race to the bottom and and it pains me to say that. Uh, my only, you know, <laughs> I am like you. Uh, well, no, not like you. I am the pessimistic person. And yet I find <laughs> myself being the optimist of our Baltimore Toffees um, WhatsApp group chat. Just Love that, basically like, you know, look, we're still not in the relegation zone somehow or another. We are still, if the season ended today, we we would somehow survive by the skin of our teeth. And I I can only hold on to the hope that we are able to scrape out, you know, enough points pull a shock you know i mean it's that's the crazy part about this game how everything the unexpected happens all the time who would oh, have yeah. thought who would have thought that we we would have gotten three points against arsenal at home who would have thought that we could nick a draw against city back in oh. what feels like it was about six and a half years ago um you know <laughs> So we're losing to the teams we shouldn't lose to, and yet we're scraping, we're you know nicking points off of teams that no one thinks we should. So I mean, do I have confidence that we're going to go down to Sellers Park and and get a result? Not necessarily, but crazier things have happened. And true, I can I can only hope that that I mean I hate to say I'm pinning our hopes on DCL coming back, but I mean I it think it looks we like he is back now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that's the case. I'm, I'm hoping maybe Sean Dyche gets some good sense. And as much as I love, I will have a special place in my heart for Michael Keane for, for the goal against Spurs that I was, that I saw, I think it's time to move on from that experiment yeah. and let's get Yeri back in the lineup. <laughs> I, I I don't think it's going to happen because, you know, it just, I, I don't think there's something else going on there. I don't know what it is, but you know, hopefully Seamus is fit. Hopefully Onana is fit. Um, one more game without Decore. I mean, I, boy, I, there, there's not a lot of positivity to hold on to. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really grasping at straws because because what other choice do we have? Yeah, you got to exactly. back the club. I'll ask you the question, then I'll ask it
0: to everyone. Do you think Everton will get relegated this season? Be honest. You've got to be honest.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say, I'll say no. Because because I just – I can't bring – I think it's because I can't bring myself to, yeah. to like, ponder the possibility. Mm-hmm. And because I know I'll take so much shit from, from my friends here if it happens. I, and at the end of the day, what does it come down to? I've seen the other clubs that, that are, you know – They have a lot – they have are, bad
0: as well, by the way. They, they, yeah. They, 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 they Forest has a yeah. – Forest
2: has a terrible run in. Leicester, even if – I mean, I think they have a couple – you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, that, that game that we have at Leicester – the games we have against Wolves and Bournemouth to close the season. I mean, it is going to be a nervy, nervy finish, you know um, look, last year's escape against palace with one game to spare may actually look like, you know, a, a, an easy out for us when, when it all is said and done. And we, it, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see it coming down to the final week. Um, I think we are home to Bournemouth yes. in that last game. So I mean, I'll say no. We will. I. I'll say we'll survive because you know I can't. Like I said, I can't. I can't grasp the reality of what will happen if not. I. I think the worry, like many, uh, you know, supporters had last year, is that the same thing will repeat itself. We will breathe a sigh of relief. The board will change nothing or very little. We're going to have to sell the few assets we have. And we'll be right back to where we where we were next year, uh, where where we are this year, next year, and nothing will change. And it's almost so I can understand. There's a feeling of almost like, well, maybe it'll be good if we go down. I I, I don't subscribe to that no, theory. I think financially,
0: we 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 just wouldn't survive.
2: Right, right. So you know, you just gotta hope that you know, if there is some outside investors coming in that will either partially or totally buy out, you know, this terrible ownership or something's got to change, whatever it is, people with football experience, you know, and, and I look at the end of the day, I hope I, I, I wasn't the biggest Sean Dyche fan coming in. um, But I hope he, I hope he gets a shot because we just can't keep going around this merry-go-round of bring in a manager, sack him, bring in a manager, sack him. And we end up having all these, different parts of players that don't fit one manager's style. And I, you know, he's not my ideal manager. Um, He, I should note that after the Spurs game, we were brought back into the, into Goodison and uh, the club brought out um, Onana and Garner and uh, Dyche for a quick chat and photos, which was really nice. It was a really nice Yeah, I was going to ask you, Um, how how
0: well received have you been by the club? I know the club are getting a lot of stick at the moment, rightly so. Yeah. I think for stuff like that, they seem to, uh, they seem to be yeah like- i mean
2: I, I don't know what the perception of like the fan engagement folks is um there but here i mean they it feels anyways and 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 on the the message boards that i'm on is that they're that they do bend over backwards the the you know the the back staff and i'm not talking you know that that they are um that they go out of their way to try to engage fans who come from abroad and and i found that happen i got you know so I, I mentioned that i came over on game day so i didn't have the opportunity to do the um north american toffee's sponsored uh tour of goodison but when i reached out to fan engagement they said when would you like to do it i said the, the, the day after the game oh pick a time and the next morning i opened my email and there were my tickets right there free of charge and i was like wow. whoa I wasn't expecting that. So, you, you know, they at least over here, I think they're trying to do what they can to connect with, you know, average fans because they know how important that is given the, the, the race for global, you know, market. And I, I think they also understand that unlike Arsenal, Man U, Liverpool, they have to work for, to get their fans. They have to make sure that they are responsive to their fan base. Um, That's not something that, that, you know, Arsenal, and we saw this in Baltimore, um, you know, their local fan and their USA fan group didn't basically put on any events. They didn't have to do anything for their, for their club. They just had people come in droves, tens of thousands of them just, just came. They didn't have to be, you know, wooed by by you know um club legends or anything like that. We put together an entire weekend's worth of events to try to encourage people to come in from not just here in the states, but also abroad, because we knew that it was important to show people a good time while they were here. Arsenal doesn't have to worry about that; they're going to be fans just Set, naturally. So yeah.
0: yeah. So, as as a local Everton supporter, I'm going to say you're more than welcome. I I embraced. The North American Toffees, and anyone around the world who would would actually put themselves through supporting Everton Football <laughs> Club deserves a big massive round of applause. So well done, and just keep being, just keep doing what you're doing, and get the word out there about
2: Everton. That's what I say. Uh, you know, I I I bite your arm off for the days of when I first started becoming a fan, and we were finishing comfortably mid table. Eighth, yeah, and 12th, the thing is about it, Alan. We, as a fan base, we still weren't happy then, but we didn't realise. Yeah, it, had they ah. Oh didn't realize how good we had it yeah no. I would I'd I'd kill for that right now but yeah, um you know just got a fingers crossed and you know but the way I the way I look at it is until we are mathematically relegated I will I will continue to to hope that we somehow escape by the skin of our teeth because the alternative is a horrific horrific thought so yeah
1: yeah as, as you know what I've been sitting here as much as I've been getting frustrated you know what if I were to look back and heaven forbid we do drop into the championship you know like I would have kicked myself if I wasn't supporting them every single step of the way like I would I would regret it so much I know right now it sucks it's really hard to do it because they're just it's just such a frustrating time to be an Everton fan I get that people are so they're fuming because how can we be in this position again after everything that we tried to do last season it's really frustrating but just get behind the lads get behind the team make as much noise as you can if home or away, no matter what, just get, just drag their asses over the line again. And let's just hope for change. So yep. yeah, it's been so nice having you on the show. Honestly, it's really nice. Um, thank you so much for spending, well, what time is it? What time is it for you guys? It's three, it's
2: three in the afternoon. Yeah. Afternoon, afternoon. So our yeah. evening,
1: thanks for spending your afternoon with us and yeah. we'll definitely have to have you on, you know, we'll have you on again real soon. And, um, You'll have to come back over again when we are in the new stadium.
0: When we're in the have... Champions League, yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, I, was, I thought I was Champions
1: champion. I was like, watch it, lad. <laughs> championship, yeah. but absolutely, end out. Uh, we will have to get a much-needed pint.
2: <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Thank you very
0: much for coming on, Alan. Really, thanks, thanks for, for having me. Great. Thanks for having me. Up the toffees. Up the Up toffees. toffees. Sports social podcast network.